0: From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast.
1: Did you forget that I've got a thing called the emotion? You live in your life till you start to bleed.
2: It's Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studio. On the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. And down the road in Nashville, author, speaker, podcaster, aspiring cowgirl, Annie F. Downs.
3: <laughs> Good morning, gents. <laughs> oh, Man ever. Said lately, I'm having the best time. You're the most I, fun.
4: Annie is having the best time. Except, except, I, I don't know if we should talk about it or not. But Annie's got a little beef with me right now, Jesse, and she are was we not happy right with now? me this morning. Cameron, you can do that. We can enter the show, okay. and then yeah, here's you can clear your grievance. We can settle this beef. We can squash this beef right now.
3: Let's talk about a slice. I got a slice for you. Let's go. It's,
2: it's a it's a great show coming up later. Uh, coming up later, we talked to John Mark Comer uh, on the show. Jesse and I were with him uh, in Atlanta last week.
4: And and recorded a great conversation. Man, his, um, his oh, sorry, just a, yeah. a little tease. Like, his new book is fascinating. I read a ton of, you know, yeah. books that come in. Have you read God Has a Name, Annie? Yes,
3: it's unbelievable, isn't it? It
4: is unbelievable. Like, there are he stuff in there so and stuff smart. like that in the interview that I just had, you know, I've been a Christian my entire life. And I was like, I've never thought about that before. That were, we were, right.
1: I,
2: mean, I never met uh John Mark Comer before, right? And and we were Jesse and I were uh at a table with, you know, ten people. He was on the other side of the table. And uh Jesse's like, oh I'm actually about to go uh interview uh John Mark Comer. Uh he's right there um about his new book. I said, what's the book name? He said God has a name and I lean over and I go, you know, ironically at the end of the book, big spoiler alert, turns out it's Frank. And uh, <laughs> and, and 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 Jesse and I are just kind of chuckling to each other and whatever. And then uh And then it turns out this guy is like the
4: nicest guy in the world and would
2: (sighs) just it would crush him if you made a joke like that. Yeah, so
4: he would have gone. Yeah, but it's what it's Yahweh, (coughs)
1: though. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's funny. That's funny. It's actually Elohim. Um, But uh, yeah, (laughs) I'll tell you, his his
3: Bridgetown Church's podcast is one I do not miss every week. He is one of my very favorite teachers in the nation.
0: He's probably the person I get asked second most people when people find out I work for Relevant Magazine. uh, He's the person I get asked the second most about, like, oh, have you ever gotten to talk to John Mark Comer? People are like, people are extremely excited about about the idea, and I I don't, I've never interviewed him, I've never met him, so I I have to disappoint them. But the person I get (laughs) asked most about is if I ever get to hang out with Andy F Downs.
4: Yeah, that's yeah, what I going to be. For some reason, people ask me a lot about Scott Bayo. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you talk to Scott Bayo today? No. I literally haven't thought about Scott Bayo in years. Oh, <laughs> I just didn't okay. talk to him. He's Chachi. Chachi? He blo- Remember Chachi? <laughs> Scott Bayo blocked me. Ba- Bob Scott la- blocked ba- me blah, on blah. Twitter. Bob ba- Blah, blah. <laughs> right. he's, he's got some problematic politics from what I understand, but I'm a fan of the work back in the Chachi days. Just said, no, know if you talk to him. That's all.
2: If you listen to last uh Friday's podcast, you know that today, October 23rd, obviously, you know, time warp continuum, we are we, you know, you're hearing something that was recorded previously. Today, October 23rd, Jesse and I are on airplanes heading to Space Camp. So uh, after this show, you know, say a little prayer for Jesse's, uh, scuba
4: experience, uh, oh, excursion. Yeah. So Jesse, um, I still haven't officially sent the confirmation email that I'm doing the scuba experience, but I probably <laughs> but will. Cameron I said plus one will. on his
3: yeah. and he just yeah, guessed said, on your scuba <laughs> size. So best of luck. You're either going to yeah, drown he, or he, get squeezed. He gave me an
4: extra small. So I'm going to be, you know, have the breath <laughs> sucked out of me in that thing. <laughs> That's
2: funny. <laughs> all right so uh on the, you know on the tuesday episode we always do our slices yeah. Wes, and and uh we have our guests and we do our ask jesse segment at the end of the show um as we were getting into coming to record in the pre-production discussion there was a little bit of a beef there was a little bit of a beef that i discovered
3: it's a huge beef Listen, we're just going to pull back the curtain.
4: Pull back the curtain oh. a little bit further before you get started. Did we not? We talked yes. on the phone yesterday about something, right? On the phone. Yes. You and I. Yes. And I said, you know, for there are some things that I can be. Did I not say these exact words? I can be. I think people would be surprised, but there are certain things I'd be a little bit of a control freak about, you know, just. Yes. You did, did, I did I not tell you words. that in a conversation the 24 hours ago? And, and if
3: you think that's the first time I knew that about you, you are wrong. I've known <laughs> that since I started on the show.
2: So wow. we were we, we were talking really about slices. It's so before hot. the show, you know, even though it doesn't sound like we prepare, we do prepare the content <laughs> <laughs> that you are about to listen to. And so uh, Tyler and Annie and Jesse will discuss their slices that they're, they're going to well, bring. Well, that's a
3: real generous way to say what happens, Cameron. Let's actually tell people what happens. Right, Tyler and Annie or uh-huh. whoever else is on the show will go and search mm, endlessly for a slice that will please the slice (laughs) czar, Jesse Carey. That's right. And we were, we turn them in and one out of nine times, it gets accepted and eight out of nine times, Jesse
4: (laughs) politely declines it. And today I was sure. I literally, I look, I look, when we were texting back and forth, I look back at the text thread. Most of them are, are me politely declining your slice. I got to
0: say, Annie, Annie, I do want to, I do want to, I I'm, I'm on your side. I have your back. I'm probably at like a 95% acceptance yeah, don't rate with slices. Oh, do <laughs> no, no, no. no.
3: I mean, I've even, Cameron, you don't even know this. At points, I've said to Jesse, will you just describe for me what I'm doing wrong? Because oh, I, if, whoa, I, if did you I you not you, give. I gave you,
4: I, okay, to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> to who, gave, you or me? To, to you, to your comment, to your comment. I gave you two very specific reasons why each of your selections didn't work today. Did I not? Okay. Wait. Let, let, Did wait,
3: I stop, not? Stop! No! 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 This isn't fair. I need to explain to the people. Okay. Okay. Yes. So Lay we out. turn into slices. So Cameron, here are the two slices I brought to Jesse right. today Let's that it. I think are actually brilliant. And for the for the person listening, if you thought, what would Jesse carry? Because when I'm searching four slices that's what i'm doing wwjd what would jesse do like which slices (laughs) that's the only person i'm trying to please here my first slice is they have found in the world the fattest bear ever of course jesse is gonna love a fat bear story nope jesse turned down the fat bear story hmm. because he says it's too visual and i'm like i write books for my job jesse i can describe a fat bear to an audience but i'm just saying well, when, you say, when you say when you say fat
4: i i don't know that you need more description other than fat bear someone's like hey they found the world's fattest bear and it's all like, bears fat i can picture in my mind, like, a very fat in my bear. mind
3: we could have guessed around about what the fattest bear would weigh and where they found the fattest bear and
2: I, I, I've seen the country bear jamboree. I know what a really fat bear looks like. And they sing baritone.
3: Okay, listen. So there you go. So okay. that was my first slice was a fat I bear. I chuckled
4: at the picture of the fat bear. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know without the picture, would I chuckle? But the,
3: but the slices are said no to the fat bear, even though mm. a fat bear is hilarious mm-hmm. and very faith meets culture. Very faith meets okay. culture. And yeah. so I felt like that was a really brilliant slice. Intersection
4: of faith and culture. Yeah. Right so, there. so, 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 so I, so I politely said, probably too what, visual. What else you got? Yeah. He yeah. said,
3: what else you got? Which is like the last thing I want to hear 18 minutes before we start a show <laughs> when I've been trolling the internet for two days. <laughs> so fat bear gets rejected. So I get on the search and I get in on the search hard and I come up with again, another excellent Jesse centric slice that one of the Bush daughters felt like the white house is haunted
4: (laughs) and what was my reply word for word
3: uh okay hold on let's just if we're gonna get if we're gonna get lawyer if you
4: want to be fair if you want to be fair i'm I'm going there you said it might
3: be you said hmm because you always try to be polite when you're shooting me down so you said that's that's true it might be a little too supernaturally (laughs) <laughs> is that
4: not where faith meets I'm <laughs> sorry, we're not a ghost people, show. Is the
3: supernatural not where faith Gold culture? we're not a ghost show.
4: People stop being polite start getting real. That's what's happening right now. We're not a ghost <laughs> show. Not a ghost show. <laughs> it, it, Listen, and but I, I told you this before. A
3: piano being played in a fireplace. I told you, you this
4: hilarious. before. If the world's fattest bear had something to do with the White House haunting, <laughs> you could bring it. <laughs>
1: maybe the world's fattest bear ate a former
4: resident of the White House who now haunts the the premises we got a story we got (laughs) a story (laughs) I don't know either of those
3: I don't know what else to do to please you except bringing the fattest bear and a haunted white house. And I feel like that and is,
4: I am, I am like, I am i I'm a am co- a tough, but fair coach. You I, know, for- I'm,
2: I'm guessing. And I, you know, I've, I've been on the sidelines. I'm just, I'm just the host. I don't bring the content. Uh, I've no, been on the sidelines don't. for really 12 don't. years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my guess is what Jesse's looking for is something that could spark a conversation.
1: That's
3: who I thought the fattest bear was, Cameron. I thought the fattest bear was a great conversation waiting to happen. I've got, if you're I've got a, a cocktail, lot of thoughts
0: on the you, haunted White House situation. If you're,
4: you're at a cocktail party this weekend. OK, <laughs> or whatever, you know, wherever adult conversations happen, you sidle up. Right. People are talking about, you know, uh, a dinner uh, party, politics, the, the start of sports seasons, you know, adult topics. Jesse, and if you, you think sat, anything and you, and you from you this say, show comes you, 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 up in a
3: cocktail party, <laughs> you're you say, on the wrong. Thing. You, got, you guys
4: hear about this world's fattest bear?
3: No.
5: <laughs> well, you know, the thing is they found one.
4: But then you think about it, you're like, It was you know, there's always, bear a lo- there's always a week. There's always a world. But here's the thing, Annie, there's always a world's fattest bear. There's always a bunch of bears, and one of them's gotta be the fattest. It's, it's uh, not true. news. It's just not news. <laughs> it's true. There's always there's always been a world's fattest bear. There always will be a world's fat If we're down to but two bears, if we are down to the last two bears. One of them's the world's fattest bear. <laughs> hey, we're down to one bear. We're down to one bear.
3: But not they the don't always get bear. in the news. But during National Bear Week, they were in the news and I felt proud. I like pull news articles all week long and I drop them into this one channel on Slack that no one else can see in my company because I feel like I'll look like a psychopath. But I find yeah. all these slices and I think this is going to make Jesse happy. This is going to make Jesse happy. And every time, it's like a moving target. It's a moving target. Every time that I know exactly how to aim the, my and, and, aim my brilliance, he yeah. moves the target.
2: Well, well, hey, but that's a spiritual principle. I mean, that's new wine. God's doing a new thing. We're not going to stay where we were. the 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 line moves. So yeah, I every like it. Every
3: single dang week, Cameron. And, yeah, and, and, and.
4: God's mercies are new every morning. I mean, it, literally working, every morning. Doing, did you just swear, Candy, Did you just swear at me? <laughs> Did I make Annie F. Downs cuss on a podcast? You did. I'll uh, you that. Hour. I'm Listen, so I eating. will say this. Had the world's fattest bear done something newsworthy, you could bring as a sign. <laughs> so, Jesse, I'm actually... World's yeah. fattest bear exists. If I'm he'd sorry. gotten saved,
3: if he'd, yeah. if he'd sang in a jail... If he, I know, if he was arrested, things.
4: if he was arrested, if he had lost weight world's <laughs> bear goes on diet. Uh, there we go. Now no we're talking to the world's best bear. Uh, yeah.
2: I'm so intrigued by your, your filter that you asked her, uh, the, the dinner party thing. So what yeah. you're looking for is, is a, a entertaining piece of content for a dinner party con- conversation,
3: which has mm-hmm. never been a single slice. Anyone's ever brought.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't
4: know <laughs> That's about
3: that. True
4: well you've got lots
2: of slices that i've brought
4: up i was o- planning over I, listen i was planning on squashing this beef i think you've just further ignited it annie with your
3: <laughs>
4: you <laughs> your i of, have
3: been such
4: with your vitriol i was
3: such a in my um, process an, an, an enjoyable and polite co-host uh, until uh, you killed off. both my slices today and you Gloves,
2: now, now you're off. messing i am really intrigued to see what made the cut uh, you know, I'm like I, got, oh, I can't yeah. wait to see what, what I this the
3: cut, is. a slice that Jesse sliced over to me, because you I said you have anything.
4: Okay, all right, Annie, Annie, let's call a truce right now. If you want to talk about the world's fattest bear, you know what? I rescind. We can talk about it. Let's talk about Or During slices, we can talk about world's fattest bear. You win.
0: You win. And that's the secret. It seems like you could, instead of making it your official slice, just sort of drop it in, like find an avenue in the, oh, in yeah. the banter, which has now been going on for a, a solid 15 minutes. Annie, you... Just drop no, it in like, did, hey, she Chris of, Angel.
4: She, Chris Angel, mind freaked me because she wanted to talk about this world's fattest bear one week way or the other. And guess what? We've been talking about for 10 minutes. You win, Annie. You win.
1: (laughs) The thing
3: is, I'm never going to secretly drop a slice because Jesse and I both know that he rejected a slice. And then if I bring it up, I'm literally going to get fired. I mean, literally, the saw will take me out.
0: He can't pivot. He can't slam the brakes. We're we're recording right now. Chandler's back there. He's got too much going on. As soon as we're done, he
3: he can send me a little text message. Hmm. Annie noticed you brought up that uh, slice that we had talked about. It's to- no big deal. No big deal. But if uh, you made me sound
4: so passive aggressive. <gasps> next that's time. A- but next I, uh, time, Annie, if you wouldn't mind, like if we discuss
3: a slice and I tell you not to bring it, if you wouldn't mind not bringing it, that would be Mom great. Would you so thanks. weekend. Have yeah. a good afternoon. Hey,
2: Annie, your your fears might be founded because we don't really know what happened to Eddie. So yeah, yeah. Ugh. That
3: last slice yeah. knocked him out of the game.
2: That's what I'm saying. I know. You might, you might, yeah, that's that's scary.
3: I'm just saying, everybody thinks we're all brilliant slice bringers. But the truth is, Jesse slices our slices constantly. And my my whole office floor is full of slices
4: that could have been. I can tell this is a sensitive topic. I should i, I will be more passive in my passive-aggressive feedback next week. i be more passive. <laughs> <laughs>
6: okay, first, let me,
4: first, let me affirm. Jesse, I just want to please
3: you, and it doesn't ever happen.
4: It's, I'm a difficult person to please. I am, you know, just a difficult human. I mean, that's, I, I feel like you should, you would have known that by now,
3: Annie. <laughs> now you've turned yourself into the victim when it's my slices that have been sliced. You've managed to spin this around so that poor Jesse, no, that's the slice I, I'm bringing is no, this people, is not people Annie. heard,
4: Annie. People heard exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All we know is hurt people, hurt people. Hurt you people,
3: know? hurt people, Jesse. I'm a nine. I'm a
0: peacemaker. Yeah, I want to resolve that. I I don't like tension. Wait, So, are you really telling me, Tyler, that 95%
3: of your slices get through?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I got turned down today for one, but I would say, wow. I would say it's
2: not too.
3: We are going to. Oh, yeah. Like he knows. You don't know Cameron Strang.
2: Oh, I'm in the editorial planning meetings. 95% of Tyler's ideas get through, not just slices, just in general. I mean, he's, he's spot on. He's
0: he's Wait, he we can suggest other things part.
3: besides slices. <laughs> never told me that.
0: Well, like editorial like <laughs> magazine ideas. Yeah. yeah the, the, website, I will say this
4: ninety-five no. percent of the time, he doesn't suggest we get Scott a Scott Bayo cover. Uh, that, you <laughs> know. <laughs> no, it's a hard no, Tyler. I don't care. Getting I don't one care no, how many people one no on that was enough I don't you. care how many people are asking you if you talk to Scott Bayo, don't talk to Scott Bayo. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Bad idea, Tyler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was gonna suggest a one-time segment in which Annie just does a huge dump of all her rejected slices. It should be. Just, it's a special
4: episode. Let's do it, Annie. Just the headline. Annie. Do you oh. like a five for next week? You can have slice the whole segment next week. Well, what? hey, oh. on Friday show oh coming up this week, Friday show, Annie will be
2: in, in the studio, studio with us. That's going right. be a great time.
4: This
3: will. Man, history- all I have to do is push a button and Jesse gets disconnected and I'm there in the studio. <laughs>
4: yeah, you can. Oh, prefer. this you, is gonna you, be yeah. great.
3: We can just mute Jesse. Jesse, I won't disconnect you. I like you so much, but yeah, you I may won't mute disconnect
4: you. me. You'll mute my mic. So I'm like, no, no, don't that's say right. that. Don't bring up the world's fattest right. trout. That's not. That's not news right now. And I'm just, I'm just shouting to myself in my room. <laughs> Annie, please make every one of your slices about the fattest animal in several species.
3: <laughs> <laughs> every week Jesse I'm getting my first offer to you is going to be a fattest animal slice no, you need and when sand, you turn listen, that one you down you need to
4: sandbag me the first one you need to do a story the first one that you know I'm not going to choose and then so the second yeah. one I'll be like oh, okay well she tried one well we'll go well, she tried. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she better got than got the some. other one I mean yeah. tell
3: the truth Jesse a few weeks ago didn't I say Jesse Tell me how to pick a slice. If none of these are making you happy, tell me how to pick a slice.
2: That is really funny. I mean, if you're a good coach, Jesse, you would develop your roster. You would help them get better, you know. Uh,
4: other than I'm just, more of a coach that shouts at my players. And, you yeah, know, you're yeah. Stan Van Gundy. Yeah. He just tells uh, us
3: what we, we do wrong. He doesn't tell us what we do yeah. right.
4: Annie, let me let me tell you what you have done right. You are very good at identifying the animal that is far heavier than other animals that are like you, and I don't, no one, I don't know anyone who could do it like you. And <laughs> like I've seen fat bears, I've seen fat bears. We all have bears. I feel like their natural disposition is very large.
3: Is fat. fat. That was
4: absolutely the world's fattest in that picture. Oh my God!
3: Like in that picture, which I will be describing to everyone once we start slices.
4: Here's how I would describe it. Imagine a fat bear. <laughs> now imagine him way fatter. The world's fattest bear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: visual? Fat well, guess what? This week they found him. <laughs> what do you got, Tyler?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: I'm so angry. Uh, that's a show we're downloading. That's for sure. All right, we'll move the show along. It's time
4: for slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? Man, the pressure's really on now, isn't yeah, it? Know, like, this No, a, because you cause decide cause whether I don't it works run them, or not. I don't run them by anybody. Yeah, you don't run I'm them by anybody. That's right. Well, I and, uh, well, here's my entry point into it. I need to borrow $8 million. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too. <So. laughs> now, this is good. So this is great content already. Yeah, now,
4: see, now people at the cocktail party is like, here... This guy, this guy's either in debt to like loan sharks eight million dollars, or he's going to tell me a really piece of interesting news here involving eight million dollars. So um, there is a, a Cameron. I feel like this is you and I. We, we've we've talked about you know iterations of stories like these for a while, and this is a dream of you and I. So I feel like we can launch a GoFundMe and with our connections, realistically try to get this eight million dollars because there is an island off the coast of England called. Drake's Island that is for sale right now for $8 million. That's cool to have a private island, right? $8 million is a lot. Here's the thing. It has a 16th century fortress on the island. it, it, it 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 is a fortified island, and there are tunnels, secret tunnels running in and out of all the barracks of this what? of this ancient castle on an island. So evidently like back in the day if Sir Francis Drake used it to launch ships on his like you know global explorations. He built the castle back in 1577. So over the years it's it's been like a prison, it's been uh like a military barracks, it's been like a, like a monastery and right now they're selling it free and clear. For eight million dollars, you can have a fortified island. And I was it like part of the British fleet? Was it a Viking outpost?
2: Like, do we know yeah. the history?
4: Yeah. So it was he. I think Sir Francis Drake. Under the time he oh, was, yeah. he was flying initially. He uh, was going. I, I think under the Spanish flag, but it, Spanish, it changed yeah, hands yeah, right. a bunch of times. Uh, so it was at one point like Spanish, and then as like you know. It, empires in Europe change it, it, it is property of like England for a while um and but every time it changed hands they use it for something something else. so at one time you, you had a prison in there, but it has a whole and a whole compound of secret tunnels. I don't know where else we're gonna have this opportunity for eight million dollars that's a lot of money, but there are there are like really nice houses that cost eight million bucks, you know yeah, that's true yeah, but none of us live or, in them.
0: That's true. You can That's make that true. back in a
4: se- in a single tourist season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Eight million dollars because I already I already know who I'm targeting, and, and this is the perfect time of year. We have to get our ducks in a row pretty okay. soon. It would be it would be the world's. Largest and scariest hell house. I would take you through (laughs) drunk driving scenes. I would take, you know, all of all the hits, all the hits in secret 16th century underground tunnels. I would have to charge probably around 1200 bucks a head to make back the 8 million bucks. But I mean, what's cooler than taking a boat out to the Island to go to a hell house. Yeah. small price
0: to pay for your eternal soul. Thank you, (laughs) salvation.
4: And and when and when I immediately declare it sovereign and under my own law, it's already fortified. It's already fortified. Come at me, come at me. I got a whole system of tunnels and a jail. I'll throw you in there. You act up on my island, you go to old creepy medieval jail that's already built in. This is it's it's a win win. Love it. Drake's Island, eight million dollars. All right. So Annie, Annie, what do you think?
2: Uh,
3: (laughs) It's fine. I mean, we oh. there wasn't a ton for us to say around it.
2: It Ooh. is a good dinner party thing to know, though.
1: Like, yeah, now hey, now did that you hear I about know the island? That
3: that's what we're looking for. Sure, I we could have that conversation at dinner.
4: Yeah, okay. You know, be they, they, so they I they give already, you a
3: solid B plus, but you're your own czar, so you're the one who decided that's an A I'm, plus. I'm going, B, I'm going B,
2: but I'm going B plus too. A B, a B, solid B, solid B. Okay, okay. his brow. Do you see face. that? Oh, Annie, Annie so
4: ignore, ignore what anything that I sent you, and talk about literally whatever you you talk about, and we will grade you after. Ignore <laughs> right. anything, and this is Annie. This is your slice. All right, here Please. we go. What do you ha- What do you have, Annie?
3: Well, it's interesting that you anything, anything.
4: <laughs> We're grading you anything. <laughs> <laughs>
3: One of the Bush sisters
4: claims that when she
1: left, i just No, let's hear it. I'm saving it for Halloween. I'm bringing that slice. I'm saving it for Halloween. Which one
2: though? Which one? This matters. Which one? Because there's the one that drank a lot. Which one? Which one? We'll
3: talk about this at Halloween. You guys come back around for the uh, October 30th show and we'll tell you, here's my slice. Did you guys see that the U.S. Embassy in Australia, <laughs> this is the one Jesse gave me, that the U.S. Embassy in Australia, they accidentally sent out a picture to everyone on their email list. Did you guys see us for where a cat, a no. little cat was dressed up like Cookie Monster? Yep. And it said it set the title of the email was meeting and it was sent out to everybody at the embassy in Australia. And when they opened it, it was just a picture of a cat. Wearing a Cookie Monster outfit, holding a bowl of cookies. It's adorable. I'll give you that, Jesse. It was, it's a medi-
4: it was a meeting invitation, but here's what I like about it. B- yeah, tell you know, us. Help it, us learn. Teach us okay. what you liked
3: about this slice.
4: Well, I went to the State Department, and people started replying to the meeting. They're like, oh, there's a cat meeting in <laughs> at, at one of the offices. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. The way this administration does, they don't apologize. They double down. The thing right. they should have done is had the cat pajama meeting. Like, you know, <laughs> this wasn't a mistake.
1: This wasn't a mistake.
4: <laughs> Apologize for nothing. We're having a cat pajama meeting. Have a cat pajama meeting.
3: And dress like Cookie Monster, which is adorable. Wait, here's my
4: question though. Here, because I think this leads us to an interesting conversation. Have you ever sent an email that you didn't mean to send and meant to retract it? Has that ever happened to you?
2: In other words, you were like, it actually like that you accidentally press the send button like yeah, midstream or you type or, up an
3: email and you hit send and you have regret that's two different yeah.
1: things to me yeah there's yeah, two both, different things both. the
2: accidental send is different than the man i shouldn't have written that
4: email at yeah. 30 that 30 was old. like a bad yeah, yeah a bad both. Idea. both both I've or you done, texted the wrong picture texted the wrong person something or something like that oh yeah, yeah. i mean, I, mean right, I haven't what, done what? the
3: accidentally send a picture of a cat in in cookie monster outfit but i've certainly sent the email at 2 a.m. that I thought the next morning I should not have sent that email.
0: I've done that a few times. I've been the recipient of a huge mistake of of an email. Really? Uh, Not when I was writing for a, a different website. This wasn't relevant, but the, the editor the editor in chief was changing. There was a transition in place, and the the former editor in chief.
4: Ironically, this was Cat Fancy Magazine, and they, they sent you an invitation to a retirement party, a cat party.
0: They sent, an, he sent this this individual sent an email to the new editor in chief. In which he had a confidential list of all the freelance writers with no. their strengths and their weaknesses <gasps> uh, attached Ooh. to it. Like, what do you and Did about everybody them? get it or just what you? We all got it. Everybody, oh, the entire oh, writer wow. team. Gosh. Got it. Along with things like, we pay this guy a little more than we pay everybody else. He asked for it. And it's like, fine. I don't really use this guy unless we really, we're really really in a tight oh. bind. He's not very good. Oh, but I no. feel but, uh, oh, like gosh. it was, oh, it was wow. bad stuff. It was bad. Hey,
4: yeah. I, I I I won't reveal who because I don't have their permission. But someone in my family, this happened to. They were <clears throat> intending to email their boss about a coworker who had who had you know done something that the boss needed to be aware of. And kind of wrote a long email spelling it all out and accidentally addressed the email to the coworker. Not oh, the for boss. sure,
0: for sure. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's an easy, that feels like an easy mistake.
4: Yeah, but you clear the air right there. You clear the (laughs) air right there. (laughs) I had a friend who
3: was a personal assistant and her boss was firing her and she checked his email as part of his job. And her severance package was in his email and she didn't know she was being
1: fired. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Right. That's a heartbreaker.
3: Yeah. So she walked into his office and was like, hey, I think I might be losing my job, huh? Bet my severance package is going up, huh?
4: Oh, man.
3: She got more I, money than they planned on giving her.
4: If, I,
2: I, if I'm writing a sensitive email, I, I will not put in the recipient address Like when I'm working uh, on it. I, I, I
4: do the same thing. I always uh, wait until after. I leave it blank. And then really spr-
2: you know, read it, read it, read it, read it. Be sure. Okay. Put the at. And then-
3: I do that with texting. Sometimes I'll write the whole text response in notes just to make sure uh-huh, I put it uh-huh, to the sure. right person and I say exactly what I want to say and then I'll move it The on. only
2: time I've I've done what we're talking about wasn't via email, it was in one of those interoffice chat things. Mm-hmm. And I um, accidentally sent a message to a different person. It was a person that I was previously communicating with and sent a different, unrelated, in a way. I, I didn't realize till later that I went to the wrong person. That person went and did the thing that I was asking to be done. And it was weird that that person would be Doing it, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of created an issue, and somebody actually ended up resigning. uh, Oh Oh, man! (laughs) And
4: and we haven't heard from Eddie since. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't.
2: Yeah, it wasn't,
4: good. and it wasn't, it wasn't egregious or anything like that.
2: It was like, it was odd. It, it shouldn't have led to the end, the fallout that actually ended up happening. You but.
3: were like, Eddie, will you decide whether these slices are good enough? And the next thing you know, he's a
4: goner. He said, A plus, A plus, And you're like, yeah, world's fattest dog, world's fattest don't... cat, world's fattest monkey. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. I can't wait. What do they and How then big are they? How big are they? We're not talking cat. about overweight animals. We're talking about the fattest. <laughs> the
3: world will always wonder about the fattest bear. We'll never be able to tell him. So Annie, that's listen.
4: Hey, that slice. I don't know. Your intuition was very good. And you're a brilliant mind for, bring, for bringing that. Because look at the discussion it led to. Look at the yeah, fun. Been going so the so interesting. Interesting. Now I we're
2: all sitting here warm. thinking about the regrets that we've had. Like, oh, man, that was awful. Why shouldn't <laughs> have sent that email. Shouldn't yeah. have done that.
3: A I
4: shouldn't a have sent that email. plus. Hey, plus.
3: I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you. Here's <laughs> another slice. A, a quick slice double
4: plus, Annie.
3: Story is a couple of weeks ago when Adam Smith was on the show, yeah. I had run a slice by by Jesse and Jesse had been like, uh, if you can't find anything better, all right. And then that's the slice that Adam Smith brought.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, wow. But he said it with his craggly, you know, pseudo Australian accent-y he, thing.
1: And, and, I knew and he would Adam have weird... had not run his
3: slice by Jesse. And so then there I am, all of a sudden, my slice just got sliced. And Jesse's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You need,
4: do you have any other grievances you'd like to get off your chest? Just lay it all out.
3: <laughs> no, I told you from out. the start of the show, I'm having the best time. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
4: I can tell. seems like you're having a real ball. <laughs> Been a real gas today, hasn't it? <laughs>
2: Everybody like Ed, who's listened for a while since Annie's joined the show. I mean, they're like, you know, the Twitter feedbacks. Oh, I love Annie on the show. She she she's such a light. She's so oh, she Very just sweet. lifts the show. I love how she kind of hangs with the guys, but she's like she just she's changed the atmosphere.
4: Yeah, oh for sure. And now today.
3: And oh, hey. <laughs> Cameron, I, got, I, I will say this. What a great time I, I'm having. I, hold on.
4: I literally just got a text and it says Tyler, you agree with me, right? <laughs> Jesse's a big dumb jerk who knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Annie. <laughs>
1: Wait, this is Tyler. Wait, Annie.
2: <laughs> oh, so she texts like my dad. She he puts, yeah, she puts a him. greeting and a signature Nine. in the text. Okay. Hey, yeah, yeah.
3: We got to talk about yeah. your dad for a second, Cameron, because Chandler, I know you're here, Chandler. Yes. Chandler yes. put a little poll on Twitter the other day about whether we should have your dad on the show to talk about his oh. book.
2: Yeah. Because he was in so, the office,
0: right? Didn't he come by? <laughs> he did.
2: So... Yeah, book my dad's hand. genealogy book that he does print on demand on Amazon. Um, you know, makes- we talked about it a couple months ago and <laughs> not only did Annie go on Amazon, find it and purchase it. And again, this is but just hold a, on. Hold I think on. he tell did. Her about her- why?
4: Tell her why she purchased it. Annie, tell tell Cameron why you purchased the book, because I had a note that that this book was written for an audience of two.
3: Yes, yeah. that's right. And so the so, two ended up being Jesse and I because we dad, are the two who read. It. My
4: dad, my
1: dad, ended up writing this
2: book. He's been researching family history. He put it in book form to kind of memorialize it and give it to me and Chandler. And he wrote it to me and Chandler. We got talking about it on the show, and you know, Lanny went and bought it, and then we got talking about that. And, and then I read several. It. So did Jesse though? Jesse bought it, didn't you, Jess? I didn't know get it. Oh. And then and then we saw on Twitter that several of you listeners went and bought it. And I got wondering, like, I know my dad doesn't listen to the show. He only, he tells Chandler yeah. to let him know if he's ever mentioned that he'll listen
4: <laughs> to that episode. <laughs> and you do it right. Chandler. Chandler.
3: So much. I, pressure, I Chandler. The,
4: uh, yeah. So book, we, didn't have, we didn't mention have, the
2: book. We didn't mention the book thing. Know. And I didn't know if he had like a Google alert or an Amazon alert about like, Oh, you've had sales. And you know, he only did it for family. So he like buys some copies to give to family and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you guys are buying this genealogy book that he wrote. And <laughs> I wondered if you noticed, right? So we had a family dinner, uh, uh, a birthday dinner a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And I'm sitting next to him and I was like, so how's the book? You, like, have you been noticing any, any changes? Oh, you or totally
3: seeded that I, I, conversation. I was trying to like get it out
2: of him, right? And he goes, well, you know, I mean, when I published it or, you know, a few months ago, it was ranked out of all the books in the world as ranked number 2 million. It was pretty high. There's a lot of books Got on out Amazon. There. Yeah. Like so I, mean, I would be too embarrassed about two million. He said, but it's the weirdest thing. Like in the last few weeks, it shot up to one million. <laughs> like
1: it's <laughs> <Wow>. you,
3: <laughs> a spike of millions of spots. That's the all relevant bump. <laughs> and uh
2: and I'm like, really? Why is that? You know, whatever. And I kind of had to fess up. But like, you know, we told him I told him about the show. And I said, has anybody like left a review? Yeah, he goes, Yeah, I have one review. It's five stars. And I didn't know <laughs> the person. This was so confusing to me. He said, It's five stars. Somebody left a review and it said, simply, Cameron should really read this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like I didn't know the person's name do you know them and I'm like no it's some stupid podcast listener you know I'm sorry oh. you know whatever and so anyway
3: edit that don't say stupid podcast listener
2: I leave well they were being funny I leave the dinner <laughs> early Chandler's still there, hanging out after
4: party as he tends to. All right, can I pick up the story from here real quick? Because a few <laughs> days later, Cameron and I are, you know, we're talking over uh, like video messenger about some things and he's like, hang on. My dad just walked in his dad walks into the frame holding the book at no. like face level so that I can see no. the this is like
2: it was like two days
4: ago oh and yeah and Cameron's like hey listen I'm going to uh, talk to my dad for a few we'll talk later so I have some other business I need to take care of with Chandler it's, it's a podcast audio <laughs> uh, thing wait, so your I dad walked Chandler. into the
2: office Cameron
3: is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Chandler so, that's what you were telling so me so
2: my dad runs a, his company is up probably 45 minutes north of here and and he never comes downtown he never pops
4: in ever he yeah. would have texted me or something so, so, and, here's, uh, so here's the thing I I call Chandler after this. That we were, I think it was audio for the Christine Kane interview or whatever. And yeah. uh, I'm like, hey, by the way, your dad just walked into the office. <laughs> Chandler, <laughs> what did you tell me at that point?
7: He had texted me the night before and said that he would be <laughs> in Orlando on Friday and wanted to know if we'd be recording a podcast episode because he wanted to just show up because of this. OK, so oh. that night, after Cameron <laughs> what left, have
3: we done?
7: Um, he was getting a real kick out of the the fact that that y'all talked about his book, yeah. And um, as old and so did he go say, back and listen was, to him. He to was the tickled. He was tickled. I'm sure he did.
2: No, he absolutely did. He told me he
7: did. Oh, he yeah, loved gosh. it. He thought it was the best. Yeah. So he, you know, I'm I'm about to leave, and he comes out <laughs> Annie, and he's, he was and kind beaming, of serious. beaming when he had the book. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, kind of serious is like, you know, could you? Get me to be the featured guest on the podcast to talk about my genealogy. So this part. is
2: that night, the night, the, <laughs> the dinner party, or whatever. I left early. He corners Chandler and says, "Can can you get me on the show?" <laughs> yeah, and and Chandler goes on to Twitter. Well,
3: <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chandler makes it a public decision, <laughs> which we, I actually go. really respected. Chandler. I so. mean,
7: yeah, you can t- you know make a little joke out of it or whatever, but but he was not joking at all. He was one hundred percent dead serious. Right.
2: Yeah. So so he goes on Twitter and puts a poll out there. My dad just told me he wants to come on the show to talk about his genealogy book. What should I do? Yeah. And he did three choices. <laughs> and it was one, um, ask, him. ask Cameron, yeah. two.
7: Well, yeah, because he actually framed it in. Can I convince you to have him on the show? You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was yeah. like, be, oh, Chandler, be his, uh, he was using you to you
3: get are to Cameron. Right, Chandler, you yeah, are yeah.
2: right in the middle of this, man. Yeah. You
7: yeah. are yeah. in Hell, the middle. Dude.
2: So, so, and it was like, ask Cameron two, uh, tell him no. Three. Uh, just, just have him pop in and do it without yeah, telling anybody. Just right? do it on his was my show Chandler tweeted this. 750 of you voted on this poll. 750 people voted on this poll. I yeah. was shocked when I saw how okay. many people went it for it. It was overwhelmingly. Same, same. Okay, there were literally like four votes for just tell him straight up no and I did all four of those votes. <laughs> <laughs> I logged in I'm, I bet, I, I'm sure there was a couple of people who I said I logged no, in to multiple Twitter accounts so I could re-vote no, just yeah. tell him straight up no. And then 99% of you said just have him come in and do it. I think it was like, so eight, funny. like upper 80s percent. So so you know So I tell, I see them a few days later. That's the
7: thing is I was just doing that on Twitter. I was not going to actually say anything. I was just going to let it, you know, out.
2: he's going to forget. He might bring it up
7: once or twice. Yeah, no big deal. And
2: so, so a few days later, I tell them about the poll because it was funny, right? And that's the last we ever heard of it. This was a couple of weeks ago. And then literally during the work day up. a few days ago, my dad shows up at the office unannounced. Oh yes, no, oh, no. God, so I love this Thursday so night, he was like,
7: Hey, so he he thinks it was he thought it was hilarious that people wanted him to just show up. And he was again not joking. He's like, Oh, <laughs> so I'm just gonna do that. So he's like, Are you do you guys record on Friday? I said, No, we release on Friday, but we record on Tuesday. <gasps> and I and I was like, I don't condone this, but just <laughs> you know,
1: we record <laughs> around nine thirty
7: in the morning.
2: Yeah. So if you, you were to show up just in the morning,
7: hypothetically show up. At ten, you would be showing up in the middle of our recording. I guess he misunderstood that um, Friday morning was not when we were recording. Because he showed up
2: then. He showed up like in the mid morning, and I was like, "Yeah, what are you? What are you doing?" He got the time right, just got the day wrong.
4: Yeah, Yeah. and he brought copies of his book. Yeah, and 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 I want to unveil right now, Chandler. Go open the studio (laughs) door, please. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I wish. I
3: wish.
2: So yeah. yeah. 750 of you voted and my dad showed up on the wrong day. So that's the end of the story. So oh, go. <laughs> my God. Ends.
4: Maybe.
3: <laughs> that is the best story and he showed hope, up on the wrong hey, day. Annie,
4: name drop the title real quick because I think we need to get these sales. All right, here's the goal. We need to get this up to, into the, the hundreds of thousands. Annie, what's the title of the book I one time? I have to one find
3: more? it. I don't remember. Like, where, uh, we,
4: where We Fit In. Where We where fit, in. fit In by Stephen by Strang. Stephen Strang. Purchase. Let's break that thing into the top half mil. Oh, Even goodness. if people just get the
3: the Kindle, but the heart the the paperback's beautiful. I may bring it when I come to Orlando next oh week and get goodness. Steve to come down and sign it.
0: Oh, he would. And if he you, would if lo- you're interested love in it, I'm down to get a Nashville book Club going. Uh, <laughs> I've make your one already book one finished one it. I would love to discuss it.
3: I've already finished it. I can tell you way more about Chandler and Cameron's family than I wish I knew.
2: <laughs> Great, you can put together
0: like <laughs> a discussion.
2: I've guide. Been to a lot of dinners with. Isn't them? there a I've... chapter
4: that's called like Scallywags or something? And yes. it's like all yes. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I mean, while
2: he was here he was in genealogy tale mode and like it was just regaling the tales of the oh, things in the book. Was he just stopping people like, and
3: telling them? Well,
2: as I was introducing Anytime him Anytime he's here though, he's just trying to talk to everybody. And like he's uh, trying to interrupt whatever My dad, say. My dad's one of those it's dads so that sweet. like, I used to be embarrassed by him. I used to. Like when I was in high school, I was mortified, right? And now I just kind of like let him do his thing. You just let him wander around. He's probably just so
4: proud. So he's hilarious. Well, he's a proud, he's, he's rightly proud. But like, why not oh, come yeah. to uh, My dad's the sort
2: of dad that like, we don't have a big team. And like, okay, you know, Amy's been working here five years. He's, yeah, he doesn't remember. he's, he, he's met her 15 <laughs> times and every time introduces himself to her yeah, he, and John David too. our yeah, yeah. director. And he's like, yes, sir, we've met, you know? And, uh, so he was going around and, uh, and, uh, we were back in the studio, I in the studio and, and Tyler Daswick was back there working solo and he was back in the mix room by himself, like working on a story without distraction. Right. And, and we're in the doorway and my dad like introduced himself and it's Tyler my dad's like Tyler. Like half half your staff's name Tyler. Oh, Hey Tyler. Uh, hey, you ever heard about? Hey, I have a Tyler story. And I at that point, I just walked away. Yeah. Right? No, just, and you
3: left him with dad. Oh, you just left
2: him. Oh yeah. I was like, he's on his own now. I mean, and my dad's standing in the doorway, so Tyler Daswick is blocked. That's his, his favorite
7: thing is to talk about a name story. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to. It's a great you know, conversation to story.
2: Else. As yeah. I'm you walking know? out of yeah. the studio, I hear <laughs> in the distance uh, that he'd gotten to the point in the story where the phrase Tip a canoe" and Tyler Two was yeah, right. being uttered. Yeah. Oh and he
4: was my regaling God. Regaling him <laughs> with the story <laughs> of presidential Tyler. It's, like, it's, like it's like that episode of Seinfeld <laughs> where Jerry feels like he has to have the matching Jerry Lewis cufflinks to have it in in the conversation. They already <laughs> have it in. They have the same name Jerry. Jerry. That's Jerry. Brilliant. brilliant. Anyway.
2: That's my dad. So, Annie, when you're down here to record uh, in the studio, maybe, uh, maybe Chandler will give him a heads up to pop in. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Who
1: knows?
2: I will say this, Jesse. You said to my dad on Skype when he came in, you said that you told me that you thought it would be a great idea for as my house is getting finished for my guest room to have a copy of this book on the nightstand. A thousand percent. It, it is f-
4: a fantastic right? and idea. And so
2: he, he thought that was a great idea and gave me a second copy. So
4: I well, have one for the nightstand. Well, now, I look so. forward to my next visit even more.
3: He really yeah. listened and like did things about it. Oh,
4: yeah. yeah well, he was I'm walking embarrassed around with that it. That's
3: my first relationship moment with Steve Strang. I thought we, hey, we should have been introduced on first. the night
4: table next to the guest bed yeah. right now. Like, it had yeah. better be. It had better be. <laughs> had better be. There could, is no guess. Couldn't bed you now.
0: like get it re like re get a new cover and everything? Like get a really nice like leather bound cover for it. Like that could be a good Christmas present. Cameron
4: comes camera comes home and like the contractors are like thumbing through it. Like, oh, <laughs> did you see this? Did you see this? Like a guy redoing your roof. And you're like, hey, not much roofing got done today, and he's like. And that's how the Strang family came uh, together. Uh, <laughs> he closes the book. He's like, you're right. I didn't. You have a really bad leak. I should have patched that up today. But I was riveted. This is riveting.
2: It is. It's very interesting. All <laughs> oh, right. Well, we all have that family member,
4: right? Um, no. <laughs> Nobody's putting together <laughs> no. like yeah. a... I do, Cameron. We've talked about family. it. I do.
3: My mom is that. I would be my
4: delighted to have a book like that about my.
3: I family. would love to
0: have a history of the Huckabee family. I have no idea.
3: I should bring Mike, mine when I come to Orlando, you got, you got, so you can see it, Cameron. And I'll bring my copy of my The Downs Family one. Yeah,
4: okay, Mike, Sarah, all the Huckabee's. I want to know the story behind <laughs> so you and your delightful, <laughs> hey, delightful the apple family. doesn't fall far from the tree—the Huckabee no. tree. All the apple stay real us, nice and. Some time. of us make it oh, into
0: man. the White House, and some of
2: us are, are here podcasting. So it's really, <laughs> uh, you know, we they come in all types. Are are you? Do you think you're related directly to either Mike or Sarah?
3: Apparently not. I mean, I Apparently think if not. it's one, it's both, right?
2: What I, what I, well, yeah, yeah. I'm either, <laughs> I uh, didn't know. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm not related to, according to what I'm told is that there are, is no obvious connection between the.
4: It's not like a super common name, so you'd think somewhere. Yeah, I would. I would think, and just knowing you, I would think you're related to Sarah Huckabee.
0: Yeah, Sanders. yeah. give <laughs> <given>, it <seemed laughs> It's like looking at it's like looking in a mirror. Honestly,
2: every every time my dad, like you know, there's a new audience at a dinner, you know, a, a family dinner or whatever, you know, and he'll start talking about the genealogy thing. He'll be like, "It's really interesting. I was able to trace it this far back." Well, I go, you know, it's like you know, and he'll he'll try to set the context of like how wide you know, w- w- how wide our connectedness oh, yeah. goes and whatever. And I'm like, dad, if you believe the biblical account, then we all just go back to Noah.
4: I mean, like we're all connected, you know, and uh, You do oh. that Oof. to him. That's oh, so wow. every, every time. Every time. My fam- I will say this. That's not true. My family was stowaways on the ark. I know it. They stowed <laughs> away on
2: that ark. <laughs> I mean,
3: if anybody. No relation you- to
2: Noah. No
4: relation.
2: All right. Uh, Tyler, uh, it's time for your slice. I know. Well, I feel like the pressure is really on this time. I'll
3: try I to make you. You're going to uh, get graded, if you'll recall. I, uh,
0: well, yeah. I so I'm um uh, I'm wondering, have any of you guys ever made like a? I'm kind of thinking of a of a Goonies situation, or maybe even a a buttercream gang. Have you ever made like a really big find? Like you're just walking in, you're like walking in the park. You have one of those situations where you're like you stumble across, a, uh, like something that's either sort of like really old or really unexpected. Does anybody oh. have
4: any stories like that? You know what's funny? I talked to my a uh, buddy of mine who I told a story about years ago, who was at work one day and he went to take the trash out at back and he saw a Davy Crockett hat sitting on top of the garbage can. So you can remember this story? I remember but this story as a listener. He, he 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 saw like the straight up Davy Crockett hat, the, the tail, everything. And he's like this is unbelievable. Like David Crockett hat. Like if I come back into work wearing a David Crockett hat, everyone's going to be like, dude, that is the dopest hat I've ever seen. You know what, I'm t- you know what a David Crockett hat is, oh, right? Of course. Yeah. It's Coon fur around cap. and yeah. it's got the straight up the raccoon, raccoon tail. tail. Yeah. And he's like, who on earth would throw out a David Crockett hat? This is unreal. I'm going to walk. Leave it on this the is top the best of the ever. trash. Yeah. He reaches in there and he grabs it. And suddenly a raccoon goes, ha. And it was like an angry <laughs> raccoon that had fallen asleep on top of the garbage can, and he like yes. started thinking it was a Davy Crockett hat. So, <laughs> Tyler, so you're talking about something like that? But in this case, had it actually been the Davy Crockett hat, a fine like that? Yeah,
0: that's um, what I'm talking about. And that's a, I think that's, if
4: Pharrell, if Pharrell unironically wore a Davy Crockett hat, like he wore the Arby's hat, it, yeah, would it would totally come back. Come back.
0: I would, yeah. wear, I would wear a Davy Crockett hat if it was like, if it wasn't, oh, if that wasn't just the guy who wore a Davy Crockett hat everywhere, but it was like, oh, <laughs> those are kind of in that like, oh, it's th- a bold fashion choice.
4: It, it is a bold, <laughs> it's an interesting, like I haven't seen one in years. And no. if I saw one at the store, I would probably be like, that dude is awesome, man. Or but it that, seems that prime, prime for awesome. Pharrell,
0: it seems like Pharrell would be the guy.
4: It seems it really prime does. for him to. It's got the whole striped tail and everything, uh-huh. you know?
0: It would have to be kind of like a little bit of a twist on one, like maybe not a real raccoon, like a like
4: unicorn, like like some yeah. I don't know how ethical that is. I don't know how ethical <laughs> the David thought that is, but. <laughs> But, but was the it thing.
3: the biggest raccoon ever? Was it the fattest it was the raccoon fattest ever? <laughs> That's the question.
4: Was falling asleep because it's very overweight. Yeah, I mean, he two <laughs> hands. He thought it was a gigantic. There used baby, to be another like one that was the fattest
3: one. Back. But now that one is the fattest one. And that is yeah. newsworthy. And honestly,
0: you yeah. can just
4: put it on your head. It doesn't, you don't have to kill it. It's just fat and lazy. It'll just up it can't to move. Uh-huh. I will say this Such is just so it, it hurts your neck. You need a neck brace after it. But anyway, <laughs> it's a very fat raccoon. World's fattest, actually. Okay, Todd,
0: what do you got? All right. So this slice takes place in Sweden. Uh, I will. I could try to pronounce the place name in Sweden itself, but these are not letters in any alphabet I ever learned. So, what we'll, do we'll have to skip over to that part? This happened in Sweden. Sure. There was an eight-year-old girl who was uh, staying at a. She was at a vacation house with her family that was near a lake. Uh, her dad asked her to go out since the water had receded a little bit and put out some buoys to warn uh, other ships that the water had receded a little further than. That's it, a very it usually thoughtful. Was.
4: That's a first off, what a extreme. thoughtful family. Yeah, like, I would have never thought. Hey, water's receded, honey. Can you go out and put some buoys out for oncoming passenger boats? Like you know, it's a I'm kind I'm really getting thing a to picture do. of kind That's
0: of like a, like this family is maybe not quite like this is more like mid-century. Like this feels like something you would do back in the in the <laughs> 1800s.
4: Yeah, it's just like common. That was just a common thing. Oh, water's receded. Gotta go put out the warning buoys. Like, who does what a weird what a weird thing to do
0: in my mind. And maybe this is just how I picture everybody in Sweden. I apologize to our Swedish listeners, but this but it's all kind of happening in like. Duh. <laughs> in like gangs of New York era clothing. Like they all yeah. kind of look like Mumford and Sons. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and it's, this is probably not accurate. This is probably insensitive. This is just where my mind is right now. And I would love to Those be corrected. This can be our editorial yeah. question of the week. Correct Tyler's understanding of Swedish culture. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, so this eight-year-old girl goes goes out and she's, put it, she's dutifully an eight-year-old is putting out buoys. I don't know how to do that as an adult man. And she said she found what she thought at first was a stick. Um, She says, I picked it up and was going to drop it in the water, but it had a handle. And I saw that it was a little bit pointy at the end and all rusty. I held it up in the air. Stop. So do you have the picture? This is a great Full slice stop. so far. This an is a great slice, I'll give you that. An 8-year-old Swedish girl, cute, cat, you know, bl- blonde hair flowing in the in the wind on the on the edge of a lake as Boast. the you know the sea waves and the sound salt of music. Just come. Okay, yeah. Yeah. okay. And she's yeah. holding up what you probably Brown-noser. by now guessed is an ancient sword, an ancient actually <gasps> viking sword They just yeah. That has just been I thought you were gonna there. say a magic
3: wand. Sword's well, cooler.
0: It, this is a, ju- which I think makes her the queen of Sweden now, actually. I, I, I mean, legally. <laughs> legally. The sword Viking, of the stone.
4: She, <laughs> she did not find the Viking sword. The Viking sword found, found her. her. Yeah, exactly. That's how <laughs> yeah, like,
0: I'm sure a number of other people came by and tried to get this sword up, but they couldn't pick it. It was too heavy. They weren't worthy. And then here comes this eight year old whose given name. This is true. Her name is Saga. S-A-G-A saga plucked up a thousand-year-old Viking sword, held it aloft, reclaimed the the crown of Sweden, as as was foretold by the ancient prophecies. And she took it back to her parents and said, Daddy, I found a sword. Her father, now her loyal subject as well, really <laughs> had a friend who was had a friend with some archaeological background, fortunately, who confirmed that it was a, an ancient sword and uh the it's. She had to keep it a secret while it was. While archaeologists were looking at it, they want to give it to a museum. I don't think that they can legally
4: do do
3: that. To be fair, I can totally see how that's a better slice than a fat bear. I got it. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: will that's say amazing. this though: if there's one law that proceeds, if you find an ancient Viking sword in the receded waters of of the ocean and hoist it up, that you become king. It's finder's keepers. That doesn't belong in the museum. That belongs oh, that's under sagas. her bed. That, 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 that sword is rightfully Sagas. On her hip, not
3: even under her bed. She's got to wear that thing. She's the queen now.
4: Imagine if she had also found a Davy Crockett hat. And you have this eight-year-old wielding a Viking sword wearing a Davy Crockett hat. That all of a sudden goes from a really cool, sweet story to that kid's a psycho. Stay away from, <laughs> stay away from the kid. He's got a Davy Crockett hat and a Viking sword. What a weird combo. They're up to no good. A
0: a representative from the museum said, why it has come to be there, we don't know. You don't know because it wasn't meant for you. When we searched a couple of weeks ago, we found another prehistoric object there, a brooch from around the same time period as the sword. So that means that maybe it was a place of sacrifice. So that's the slice that I got. That's 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 good. good. You win slices. (laughs) I I see.
3: I'm getting some understanding now slices are of why that was better.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, John Mark Comer joins us. You're listening to Isaac Lewis. The song is Easy-Minded. It's about Jesse. Uh, At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Astrid S. with Emotion. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store even, it's all included with your Squarespace website. I've been building sites with Squarespace for years, and it is a simple, intuitive process. And by my, my own two cents... Their templates that you start from are the best in the industry. They look fantastic. Squarespace even makes adding a domain to your site simple. If you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free. And if you want to make money with your site, you can design a best-in-class online store with their award-winning templates, customizable settings, and a lot more, all without a single plugin. Hundreds of thousands of businesses are using Squarespace Commerce to track inventory process orders and send custom emails in one intuitive interface. You should check it out. They even have great customer service. And right now they're doing a special deal for Relevant Podcast listeners. You can go to squarespace.com slash Relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code RELEVANT to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, set your website apart. Well, John Mark Comer is the pastor of downtown Portland's Bridgetown Church. He's a popular speaker and the author of the new book, God Has a Name. It's not Frank. In the book, uh, he looks at... (laughs) How we think about God and His identity, how that dramatically affects our relationship with Him, and also what the Bible says about growing in that relationship. We recently spoke with John Mark about the book and how writing it helped change his own life. Here's part of Jesse's conversation with John Mark Comer. So
4: let's let's start with um, God has an a name yeah what uh what made you want to write that book
5: um i think you know dallas willard used to say that what comes into your mind when you think about god is the most important thing about you yeah which is of course riffing on aw tozer back in the middle of the last century His whole line and i never used to believe that um but i remember when i was in seminary my professor was just obsessed with this passage in um exodus and it was a passage I'd never paid attention to before. And he was the first one to brought to mind just that it's the most quoted verse in the Bible by the Bible, hmm. which was news to me.
1: Yeah.
5: And um, so we just came back to it a lot. And I found that the description of God's name in Exodus started to really like get traction with my own heart. And it really kind of reshaped some of my view of God, especially yeah. coming from a more soft fundamentalist background. Yeah. Um, the idea of God's default setting being compassion, and, yeah. but still mixed with truth now that I'm in a progressive city, which is where everybody's like into the God is compassion thing. It's another yeah. other aspect yeah. the justice. The, part. That. That's the hard part. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think, uh, frankly, it just really reshaped my view of God. And that's where it started.
4: Do you feel like the word God, especially in kind of modern culture, has developed some baggage just because of kind of, you know? the history of the kind of church in america that when we think yeah god name, i
5: mean you know. i think well there's the history of the church in america there's also pluralism and then you know what i mean where god means different things to different people from different places around the world and different traditions and then there's you know just the secular thing yeah so yeah i mean i think god is an idea not a the, the english word god is an is a name for a category that different people project different ideas into yeah and so that's why more specificity around yahweh in the old testament the writings of scripture and jesus himself are like just over the top important otherwise we just project onto god all of our own
0: yeah
5: anger desires frustration hopes opinions like yeah. just all get projected into this idea you know?
4: yeah it's it's interesting because god is sort of like a
5: blank canvas, like the word "God," canvas, yes. blank canvas. Yes, that's why I think we need to use it less and less and less just by itself. Yeah, because it's just it's not a common denominator anymore. What do you suggest people replace it?
4: Like even just like you know when people pray to themselves, like "God, help me with this," you
5: know, Yeah. me a name, like. What, 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 what? But sometimes, well, not with their own name. Not yeah, what yeah I mean. no,
4: no, but like, what do you suggest? Because name is important because it carries meaning. So. When you kind of think about God, yeah, from a name, um, to- I think
5: language is less important than the ideas that come into your mind. Yeah. You know, so Jesus called God Father, and I think that's a great place to start. But yet, there's emotional trauma for some people around praying to God as Father, and and really, you know, when Jesus said that, he drew you to mind from this deep reservoir of the Hebrew Scriptures and the Hebrew story, this whole vision of who God was. So, yeah. I think it's a little less important to know like what the exact title or language or name, the scripture is full of all sorts of names for God. I think it's more important that people think in line with Jesus mm-hmm. and in line with the library of scripture when they mentally and emotionally come before God in yeah. prayer or anything.
4: Yeah. The average age of the reader's is 27. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and tell your 27-year-old self one thing,
5: I think it's just that who I become through my apprenticeship to Jesus is the most important thing in life. I think in your 20s, you know, you're so focused on building a life, which we usually define as a career and potentially a marriage or family or reputation or skill set or, you know, vocation, which is all great stuff. And I think we need to do that and all that stuff matters, but I think it's easy to push off like the work of character development yeah. and personal growth or emotional health, whatever you want to call that. And I think, you know, to push it off is, is just to limit your capacity for a longer time, yeah. you know? And, um, the earlier you get started on dealing with your stuff, I think the better. So yeah. I think I was just so focused on accomplishment in my twenties. Yeah. And, um, I would have said like, Oh yeah, like who I am matters. But, I think that I was in such a rush yeah. to construct a life mm. that I didn't realize that the most important things are who I am. And that means I have to go slower yeah. to focus on that, on the becoming. Yeah, you know? that's powerful.
4: And it is easy to ignore. Yeah. yeah in that rush. Oh, totally. 100%.
5: What's
4: one book you think everyone should read?
5: The Spirit of the Disciplines by Dallas Willard. Instantly. Oh yeah it's it's the top of the list. Yeah. It's a pain to read. Yeah. Um, but I read it every year and I wow. think I'm just now beginning to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's been life-changing for me. Yeah. Although in my 20s the book that shaped me the most in my college and 20s was The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. Mm-hmm. And I just went back and reread it. It's probably been 10 15 years since I have read it yeah. and I was expecting it to kinda sound like a little bit I don't know outdated or more fun and it was incredible I was like man this is this is a stunning when you
4: read those time like I I come back to like orthodoxy by Chester yeah Yeah. it's like there's a reason this could be today yes
5: it's today and you know pursuit of God you you know the story behind that he wrote it on a train no so he was he was in Chicago and he had a speaking engagement I don't remember where, in Tennessee or something like yeah. that. And it was an overnight train ride. Oh, wow. So he got like a train compartment and he sat down, opened up a pad of paper, ordered a cup of coffee. And when they pulled into his destination the next morning, he had written this book. So it's not very long, but I yeah. mean, it reads like, yeah. like it makes you question like the <laughs> doctrine, <laughs> the <makes> doctrine me... <laughs> of inspired scripture. You're like, wait a minute, is the canon closed? I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. No, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a stunning read. And it really, I think, shaped me on a trajectory toward the pursuit of God. Even the God Has a Name book was kind of even my my hope was that it would do to people what, it, what Pursuit of God did to me when yes. I was 19, whenever I first read that. It yeah. just kind of like propelled me into a life of intimacy with God.
2: That was John Mark Comer. The Jesse Carey interview, not Tyler Huckabee. One day. Up next, feedback.
6: Do you love the printed word of God? Or are you a Bible app user who maybe just misses reading a physical Bible? Try Filament, a new Bible from Tyndale House Publishers. Filament is a high quality premium print Bible. When you want to get a little bit deeper, access the free Filament app for iOS and Android devices. The app features patent pending page recognition technology. Simply scan the Bible page number and you're instantly connected to a world of study materials, devotionals, interactive visuals, videos, and more, all centered around the page you're reading. So get the best out of print and digital in one Bible. To learn more and watch a video of Filament in Action, visit FilamentBible.com.
2: You're listening to Sir Brown. Song is back south. All right, well, it is now time for... Our weekly give back, our our time <laughs> where we help you live your best life. Now it is time right. for our Ask Jesse segment. Ask Jesse. Now normally uh, on 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 the segment, uh, Annie is here, but uh, a little behind the scenes magic, she left. So I,
4: I demanded she leave. It got too contentious, as you could hear. And no. I said, uh, Don't let know.
2: people think that that's not true. She had she had something she no, had to I'm get too and she regrets yeah. missing this segment because it's the highlight of her
4: week, she said. The highlight of her week. <laughs> All, All right, on, you guys I'll say this. On a slow week it's the highlight. Uh, you know, well, on a week <laughs> that another very large animal, the largest of its species, is not discovered, this is the highlight. So
2: Um, you guys have been hitting us up, uh, on Twitter at rolling Podcast. You've been using hashtag ask Jesse and sending us your life conundrums, your situations that you need advice from Jesse about. Um, I'm going to, he's not seeing these. He's not prepped in any way. I'm going to read them. Some, some of the ones we found to him. Here we go. Uh, Greg Hackenberg asks Jesse, I'm a busy man who doesn't have a lot of free time to spend at the gym, lifting weights. Mm. Also, I'm pretty lazy. How can I get
4: completely jacked while investing minimal time and effort into exercise? That is a great question, uh, Greg. And fortunately, I have an answer for you. And it involves something that a lot of our listeners are familiar with and that we've talked about a lot, the power team. if there's one thing I've learned from them, conventional exercise and conventional weightlifting is totally overrated. Here's what you need to do. It's great for your laziness. Find all the telephone books you can. While you watch TV, just practice tearing them. Just tear. You go page by page. You go page by page at first. How about this? How about this? start with a through c in the telephone book and you're just ripping you know three letters at a time in the white pages or whatever all of a sudden you're working your way up to to telephone book you're going to have the physique of a power team member and maybe even learn some spiritual truths while you're doing so because as we know tearing a, uh, a phone book in half is also all manner of spiritual metaphor so uh you know mind body spirit there greg sit on the couch and tear phone books pretty fun you're welcome Jesse, there's
2: actually a lot of great questions this week, so I like that you're burning through it pretty quick. Okay. okay. Rebecca asks, uh, she says, Jesse, last October, I got a bad cold Mm. last October and it's still going strong. Except for a couple of weeks during the summer, I've been coughing and sneezing for a year. I haven't been able to breathe through my nose in months and I'm beyond exhausted. How do I get
4: the virus to go away? Asked Jesse. This one's actually kind of serious. I think she has mono. And I think she needs to see a real <laughs> <the> doctor. <laughs> real talk. You, you have mono, kissing disease. And uh, I would see a physician because I think you can get an antibiotic for that. Uh, but if that doesn't work, um, I think you need to do. Here's what I did when I was sick day. And I'm, I'm convinced there's some medicinal thing about it. When I was a kid and I got sick, you know what you do? You put on your most comfortable clothes, you get all the snacks mm-hmm. you can, and you watch *Price Is Right* like every morning because that's all to do when you're a sick kid. And guess what? Sick kids get healthy. *Price Is Right* binge marathon. If the doctor and the and the the legitimate mono treatment that you need doesn't work, I would binge watch some *Price Is Right*. I always felt better as a kid. That's good. Uh, Lindsay's asking you, uh,
2: what's the best way to fake that I'm a busy adult to my friends while secretly eating cookies
4: in bed every night and binge watching Netflix? Easy. Bluetooth. If you Bluetooth <laughs> oh, hold on, Bluetooth and a cell phone belt clip. Okay, here's the thing. I, th- I think I've talked about this. If you're wearing those two accessories, yeah. people assume you're busy. Also, yeah. hey, I, hey, the other trick is tuck. I would start investing in a lot of polos, you know, like a uh, striped polo shirts. Tuck them into your jeans. If you see someone walking around with a polo tucked into jeans with a cell phone belt clip and a Bluetooth in, they assume You have no time for anything but, you know, TCB, taking care of business. Everyone, you'll look like the busiest person and the most irritable person around, but they'll assume you got nothing but business you got to do. You got a Bluetooth in all the time. Your cell phone is like a gun holster on your hip. People will know you're busy. That's easy. That is easy. Uh, Leah Weikers asked you, um, she says, I had
2: surgery on Friday. And the doctors tell me I have to rest at home for two weeks before resuming any regular activities. I'm already a bit restless. Got any activities to help me pass the time that won't break open all the incisions in my abdomen? Oh, wow.
4: It's an ab- abdominal surgery. Um, well, I'm glad she specified that because I was going to recommend a couple rounds of Ab River X from from T- P90X, uh, really get that core strength. But if that's off the table, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can help her. Because usually when I'm, I'm bored at home, I'm just doing crunches. That's usually my default. <laughs> so, so, I mean, if crunches are off the table, <laughs> I don't know if I can help you. Um, I don't know. Learn to build like a house of cards. That looks pretty fun. A house of cars. All right. Clara
2: Tenney says, "Uh, Jesse, so this just happened. What would you do if you found a $20 bill in a parking lot and there's no way to know who lost it?
4: Oh, uh, well, uh, well, that that that's easy. Immediately spend it, and then your conscience is clear. I mean, I, there's nothing you could. That it's like Jesse, the there was sword. a very there was a very special Andy Griffiths show about this. And what happened? What I want to hear what Andy's advice was. Go uh, turn um, it into the mayor of Mayberry and wait. The boy, yeah, the boys had to uh, turn it into the town lost
2: and found, and after ninety days. Because they did the right thing, they got the money.
4: Ninety days. No one's. No yeah. one's going to claim. Here's here's the real talk. What you need to do immediately go and and write, and this is called pressing. Right, mm-hmm. literally press your luck. That is a lucky thing that you found. A twenty dollar bill mm. is gifted to you. Oh oh, to go for the big parlay is what you're talking about. You go right to seven eleven, buy a bunch of scratch lotto tickets and turn that twenty dollars <laughs> into twenty thousand. And then if someone comes walking in, someone comes walking in, hey guys, you're not gonna believe this. I had twenty dollars. It was for, you know, a birthday present for my young child. It blew away. Have you seen it? You look at him right in the eye, you flash the lottery ticket and go, Nope, sucker, never seen it. But who guess who just won twenty grand? And look, man, that's that's your gift. That is your gift. Go buy lottery tickets with it. <laughs>
2: All right. This is the last question. A lot of female questions this week. Lots of female questions. Um, I guess they want to know a lot of these women want to know what's in the heart and mind of a man.
4: You know, yeah. Well, yeah. it's such yeah. a mystery behind the curtain. They, they yeah. picked they picked, you know, a, a wise one. A very well, wise you're from
2: stage. this one fits. Uh, you're from the land of of lovers. As far right. as we talked about it on the last podcast. Virginia. I'm uh, so curious
0: where this question's gonna go. Well,
2: it's Jess. It's Jess is her Twitter name. Um, I'm assuming her name is Jess. Um, she says, I'm almost done with my master's program in counseling and still don't have a man. And your professional opinion, what's the best way to lure in a husband?
4: Oh, well, I mean, you know, I I will say this. It, it's, it's about standing out from the crowd, you know, like even even with her, there's a lot of women out there with master's degrees, you know, and mm-hmm. she is going to need to work on a unique skill that will set her out from, you know, all the other ladies out there. And so, like, I, I'm not a big advocate of be- beauty pageants, right? But they have the talent. They have the talent portion. Most right. of the talents are singing, like 90%. You right. get that one. You get that one from Delaware. She's right. out there doing ventriloquism. Okay. Right. Right. You know, she's drinking a glass of water, but the puppet's still talking right? All eyes on Delaware. At that point, you got a unicyclist, you got a juggler. That's how you stand out from the crowd, develop a unique skill. And, and I'm, I gave you three. And if you can combine the three, I guarantee, I guarantee you'll find the love of your life in no time, ventriloquism, unicycling and juggling. <laughs> who is this woman who my princess has arrived? You know, develop those three skills. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will be married in a year. It is. Well, it's that simple. It's that simple. I, what man could say no? What, because he sees traits that he will gladly pass off to his children one day I, that will set them apart in the world.
2: I I think the, I think the answer that you just gave, what comes to mind to me is not would you go on a DC Talk cruise? You know, it's like it's not would you go on a DC Talk cruise? It's like uh, you know, yeah, I'll be cheesy and go ironically. It's when I think about going on the DC Talk cruise, it's that I'm there. With the other people who were on a DC talk cruise, non-ironically, yeah, you know, and I don't want to be yeah. surrounded by those people. What you just said to her might not attract the type of man she would actually want to marry. She
4: didn't say that. She didn't say that. she was she, no said no to she landed a man. Just said a man. Just yeah, a she, man. Okay. A, 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 yeah, you're going to get a weird unicyclist. <laughs> you're going to get the kind of guy who shops at that weird store at the mall that, like, you know, the old mall in town that now has a store that sells like. Boards and <laughs> weird board games. You're yeah. gonna attack the. T- you're gonna attract the type of guy that hangs out at that place. But you didn't specify, and that's on you, not me. So, <laughs> okay. there you go. Or you could just hang out at that store. You know? Well,
2: uh, great yeah. advice. I'm sure all of these people are gonna be better for it um, if you guys want to join next next week's Ask Jesse segment hit us up on on Twitter uh, at Roland Podcast you can use the hashtag Ask Jesse and he will uh, benevolently help all of you out it's very gracious of you to do this for everybody Jesse
4: you're, you're welcome I, I'm going to start charging so um, you know we enjoy the free ride while it lasts listeners because soon I'm opening <laughs> up my own yeah business.
2: life coaching is a real thing I mean you can you hire just, Carmen yeah. to give you be your
4: life coach yeah it's 700, it's $700 so what you're doing, an hour
2: so what you're doing is the crack dealer model. You're going to give them a taste for free, just a taste. and then when they change get hooked, a couple lives, you're going to charge them. Change
4: a couple lives, and other people want to get on on that train. And you know, at that point, you know they're heavily indebted to me. You know, because I don't Except just accept. You. I don't just accept currency. I accept interesting things in exchange. So uh, I'm I'm willing to barter, but it's not coming free anymore after the next week. So.
2: All right. Well, many thanks to our guest John Mark Comer for joining us. His new book is called God Has a Name. Don't skip ahead to the end um, and ruin the surprise. That's all I would say. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter at John Mark Comer. And as Annie said earlier, check out his podcast every week. Uh, It's phenomenal. Uh, Thanks to our episode sponsor for making the show possible. Remember, you can go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, uh, while you're online, head over to the podcast app or wherever you aggregate your shows and subscribe to the new season of the Love and Money podcast. It's out now. Uh, Our team produces it with uh, the team at Bright Peak. And we have a new host this year, Liz Bohannon. Yeah. um, Join the crew. It's a phenomenal new season. Go check it out. Just launched last week. And um, if you like the show, uh, normally I say go leave a review. We assume you already did that. Subscribe to the magazine. It's way better it's way better than the show uh, the magazine uh, you can go to relevant slash subscribe and there's a great deal going on now and check out the check us out on Twitter and uh, Instagram and uh, we're posting stuff every day follow along yeah um, I love to have you okay well on that note watch this this is called the editing magic Annie is gone <laughs> but here we go watch this. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang.
4: I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Annie F. Downs. Whoa. Mind blown. If (laughs) she were in a beauty (laughs) pageant, time travel would be her talent. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we will see you guys
2: on Friday when Jesse and I get back from space camp.
4: If the world's fattest bear had something to do with the White House haunting, you could bring it. Relevant Podcast Network.